the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so so the allegations that Democrats are crooks fall on deaf ears because they're all crooks. Whether it's the welfare roaches that gain their sustenance for existing, or it's the corporatists, frauds, or the greasy rescos. By the way, doesn't that land where the tent's going uh, in Chicago, isn't that owned by some half-assed pansy wannabe gangster too? Or is it two of them? Yeah, that, gee, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm offended. I'm startled. Yeah, sure I am. How you doing? Another inside wannabe deal. In the meantime, aside from Joe Biden being a traitor and an asset of enemies foreign and domestic, as we discuss the circumstances of our country today, I want you to have more prima facie evidence of exactly how how far his mental decline has actually fallen. I mean, it is startling. Here he is when he was just stupid in 2015. That in the context I've just cited, that this is a good deal. This is a good deal for the first and foremost for the United States. It's a good deal for the world, the region, and it's a good deal for Israel and uh, the uh, Gulf cooperation states. It's a good deal. Now, that was 2015, and he's just stupid. Here he is in 2023, where he's drooling on himself with wet socks. American leadership and the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation... Uh-huh. can take away proving once again that America's strength is not just the power of its example but the example of its power 10 minutes to walk nurse nurse we're going to have to change out the diaper I think he ruined the seat and everything it's just chaos in the meantime with all that going on we are in the middle of World War 3 luckily for Israel they don't need America and Operation Sweep the leg is just stretching its hamstring I want to make clear Israel's position regarding the ceasefire Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, The Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war. Ah, the Norwegians said it long before you figured out that whole thing. In the meantime, what I want you to understand is he's answering the Hamas caucus right here in America. Now, I could play you clips of AOC, but it doesn't give you the full image of her making a Manhattan in a bikini top. So let's go to one of my favorite dimwits. 
in the Hamas caucus. Congresswoman Kakai referred to as Jayapal. Oh, she was all over the Sunday shows. And I still can't figure out why is your left eye so much bigger than, than the other one? He is, I think, um, you know, going to be challenged to explain uh, an issue of this moral significance to people. The Amer- now, when when the the party whose whose fundamental platform is to kill babies talks to me about morals, just a little voice inside my head starts laughing. I almost can't hear what else they say because it doesn't matter, Congresswoman Kakai. American people are actually quite far away from where uh, the president and even Congress, the majority of Congress, has been on Israel and Gaza. They, they First of all, you're 435 whores in Congress and you're 100 whores in the Senate and your two dimwits in the White House mean nothing about the American people. You're, you're what's wrong with this country, not the solution, and you're not representing anybody. You're insider trading, you're policy profiteers, and you're whores for sale, which is the only place somebody with an extremely large left eye could be a whore. On the street, you'd be doing $5. In the meantime, all you're doing now is embarrassing this nation. Now, you're representing your caucus, because in your caucus, in the ghetto you represent, I'm sure this is the norm. But in the real world, with workers and people of principles and fundamentals and people who actually do something with their lives, you're a punchline, Kakai. They support the right for Israel to defend itself, to exist, but they do not support a war crime exchanged for another war crime. And I think the- I, 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 You're talking to the country that dropped two nuclear weapons because they were so offended at Pearl Harbor. Don't lecture me, dummy. And in the meantime, there's no defense for what these 7th century savages, these idiots who are trying to please some coward who crawled in a well that they think is a god. There's there's no... What you're doing, what you've done, has to be crushed. And everybody who, who sympathizes with it. And the idea that you're tugging at the heartstrings when you release videos of 87... 90-year-old and a 92-year-old woman that you've clearly intimidated and did God knows what to. That doesn't do anything but make people even more angry. Hamas has released a video of three hostages who were taken from their homes on October 7. Sky News has decided not to wear the full video out of respect for the families of the hostages who've asked for it not to be shown. But the video shows three women criticizing Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and blaming him for failing to protect them from Hamas. Now listen to how stupid. See, well, you, you, you do understand these zealots of this coward, this nonsense. They're stupid by nature. What they would do to their own wives and children is insane, insanity. But we're talking to a party that wants to kill their own babies as well. In the meantime... That, that they would do this, they're, they're mad at Netanyahu because he didn't protect him from the kidnappers who now are making them testify in front of a camera. These three old women. And I want you to think about what you'd do if this was your nana, if this was your aunt, if this was somebody you loved, your mother. They then call for Israel to conduct a prisoner swap, saying, release us now, release their citizens. It's not clear when the video was filmed if these are the women's own words, or that more likely, they were coerced. The family members of the three... Oh, gee. You think they were coerced? I mean, it's Australia. You know, they're a step behind as well, but uh, they're definitely coerced. Women seen in the footage say the video release gives them some hope. She rated... When I saw picture of Daniel on TV. Now, you know why this is aggravating me, Squirrel? Because she's going to talk about her mother doesn't have her glasses. 
my mother has passed away and my my whole family's gone. But I have a mother-in-law that I just went to see. And the idea that you have these older people and you're torturing them as we speak, you think makes people want to have a ceasefire? I want to annihilate all of Hamas, every single one of them. And the fact that you would still do it shows exactly your character. My heart you baby murdering scum. I forgot that part, squirrel. Stopped beating my wife and myself. We were shocked on the one hand, but we also felt relieved. Relieved that she's alive and that we can see her. The mother of Ramon, one of the women in the video, called for the hostages to be given urgent medical care. I saw the video today and I'm worried. Rimon was without her glasses. She cannot see anything for 24 days now. She needs her glasses. Now the kind of scum they are, they killed innocent babies in the crib. Unlike the American Hamas caucus who likes to kill them in the belly, they killed them in the crib. Crying for their mother and father, they tortured parents. And you want a ceasefire? Not a chance, honey. Uh, I'll, nope. I'll give all my money. I'll give all my money to Israel. Keep bombing. In the meantime, you think the difference from the Hamas caucus here in America is different from the one over there? And this morning, police at Cornell University are investigating a series of anti-Semitic threats made against the school's Jewish community in online posts over the weekend. Those posts made on a site unaffiliated with Cornell. The university confirms that the FBI has been notified of this as a potential hate crime. And just down the street from our live location this morning, more developments expected. Well, which FBI is it, Squirrel? I hope it's not the Chicago FBI. Because they like Mike Madigan, a quarter mile away, build an empire that destroyed the state of Illinois for at least three decades, arguably five. It all depends how you want to look at it. Uh, I hope it's not the FBI. Uh, whatever you do, I hope it's not an FBI with an O and then an apostrophe, because they're not good at doing anything. Later on today, among them, another call to the U.N. Security Council for a vote intervening and calling for a humanitarian pause in the fighting. What's humanitarian about beating up the old ladies and making them say that they don't like Benjamin Netanyahu? We're being OK. We're being. What is the, the Palestinian health care system like? I know there's not a dentist in the entire fracking country. That's for sure. It also explains why they wear those beekeeper costumes. In the meantime, what does the caucus here have to say? You have characterized Israel as a, quote, racist state. After a backlash, you clarified that you don't believe the existence of Israel is racist, but that the government engages in racist policies. Can you explain clearly what do you mean by that, Congresswoman? She's a zealot. And she believes if they kill enough of them, their cowardly scarecrow God will crawl out of a well. And she cannot explain why her left eye is gigantic. Well, Kristen, I clarified this right away, not after a backlash, within 12 hours of making the statement. I clarified that what I meant is that the existence of Israel is absolutely legitimate. And I think... Yeah, that's what she meant. This is why whatever comes out of their lying, rat, gypsy mouths means nothing. All Democrats, this is all they know how to do, lie, like the one who pulled the fire alarm. Lie. Look right at you and lie. Knocked the signs down, pulled the fire alarm, walked around, hope he didn't get caught. Then when he got caught, oh, no, I, I was trying to get through the door. This only sells in their school systems where they're all morons. In the meantime, Palestinian uh, protests in America, 
want you to boycott the businesses that trace back to American Jewish people in Israel. And it's funny when you hear the list. Does anybody have the list? Squirrel, do you have the list of all of the Palestinian businesses and healthcare providers and accountants and lawyers that we could protest? Where exactly are all the Palestinian businesses to protest? We call on you to boycott Starbucks, McDonald's, Disney, Nestle, Coca-Cola, Pizza Hut, Burger King, Pepsi, Domino's, Papa John's, Nike, CeraVe, and Airbnb. And the list goes on. You know where it never goes on? In the Palestinian business. What the hell have you idiots been doing? For the last 73 years, you haven't been improving your sewers. All you're really good at is building those tunnels. And those tunnels go miles and miles and miles. And all your little rats, all your little zealot rats, you hide in there. So here's when we're going to stop. When they're all gone and not a second before then. In the meantime, Squirrel, see what you could do to find me that Palestinian list of achievements and accomplishments and luxuries and successes. Can you can you find one? The funny part is. <laughs> exactly. This moron not only had Nikes on, I think she had a Domino's pizza hanging out of her back pocket, but I couldn't see because it was giant. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, nobody reminded Congresswoman Kakai. We gave terrorists, what, $7 billion in weapons, $1.5 million, or I mean, million rounds of ammunition. We even gave them a C-130. The problem is those 7th century yard gnomes don't understand what makes the plane stay up. It isn't that Aloha snack bar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. snack bar didn't keep it in the air at all. I'll tell you what, if it doesn't have a trigger and a banana clip on it, they pretty much can't fire anything. Let's give them all a bunch of planes. Maybe this problem will take care of itself. Tom in Brookfield. Hey, Sean. Got a question for you. What's worse, an American president who gets paid by our enemies to destroy America or an American president who does it for free? So Bill Clinton or Joe Biden? Boy, that's a tough one. What did you think you were going to get me? Did you think you were going to get me, Tom and Brookfield? Not on your best day. Not after I have a stroke. Not if I get touched by that dementia Joe Biden has. Are you ever going to freaking get me? A never-Trumper versus Joe Biden. Listen, never-Trumper Democrat scum. Why are you in Brookfield? Why don't you go take a walk down Harlem Avenue? Go ahead. You don't even have to go to the city anymore. Go to Harlem Avenue. Tell In the me. meantime. Yeah. No, no, no. They, they, listen, what their allegation is, is that Trump destroyed the country. What was your life like three years ago, you stupid idiot? What was the economy like, you moron? What was the price of everything? Huh? Huh? You misfit? You know, the problem is this idiot can vote again. No matter how many Democrats these idiots vote for that destroy everything from the municipality to the county to the state, they still get to keep voting. And what he doesn't understand is you're the idiot who had no idea what Joe Biden was. Or, or, you did know what he was, and you wanted to Tony Resco yourself, you greasy piece of dung. In either case, you're not a man. 
You're not a man. And you know what the other thing is? Nobody wants to live around you. So why don't you just have Democrat areas and then buy the houses of the people that don't want to be Democrats? Because you've got to give them a ticket out. Because you've already destroyed the property values. You drove up the taxes. You know, like Cook County. You morons. What's worse? I'll tell you what's worse. is uh, I can't imagine what your wife goes through when you're in the mood. That's what's worse. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Wonderful. How are you? You want, yeah, you By the way, that idiot has been calling for three days. Three days with the same thing. What's worse? Now, here, I took his call. Now, turn the station and go away, Roach. Go ahead. Here's the thing. I mean, you, you want to talk about the Republicans have to get this message out. This Mike Johnson guy has to explain why we can't keep spending. $879 billion last fiscal year in interest payments alone, right? <laughs> you break that down. If you break that down to a household making yeah. $44,000, you're spending sixty one. You're in debt at three thirty five K. Which you have to pay off, otherwise you're gonna get hit with additional interest. This is unsustainable. You can run from ever anything you I want. I think you were right the first time. Now, it's bankruptcy. Now, Sean, Sean, now they're talking about bailing out the automakers again for EVs and wind companies <laughs> because it doesn't work. Greg, so they, they, did you see how they're saying the tentative deals between GM and all the rest of them? You know they all secured very low interest uh, uh, cherry deals that they never have to pay back from the government to bribe the UAW. And in the meantime, they fired about 12,000 when you add up Ford and GM. Here's your new contract, simpletons. See, this is how Democrats think. They don't think. They don't think. They don't understand the ramifications of just commingling your life with these half-assed gangsters is almost unquantifiable. We're almost at a trillion dollars in interest on the debt. A trillion dollars. And we're going to get there. We will get there. That's equality and equity and diversity. They're going to make us as poor as the third world hellholes they want to govern under. Because they like the same governance of Venezuela, of Cuba, and every other bust-out Soviet society. Thank you, Greg. That's why. And the idiots call Listen, morons, I don't want your opinion. What comes out of your mouth means guts on ghoul to me. Just go ruin your areas and depress your wives. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? Oh, I went back to the ghetto. It was like 48 hours in lockup. Go ahead. You went back to the ghetto, huh? Go ahead. Sean, what I want to say is, is this real, hearing this stuff about Hamas really pisses me off. It's time that they start showing these videos to people in Congress of what Hamas is doing to these uh, little why do you think I got that from Australia? Why? It's not on MSNBC. It's not on NBC. It's not on ABC. It's not on CNA. It's not on anything, but it yeah. should be. Yeah, I and know. I, and I think that Israel should release these videos and let the people all over the world see what these people are doing. Rich, you're missing it. They are releasing it. American media is censoring the information, just like they censored the information of the phony vaccine or where the virus was from just like they censored the information of this country's bankrupt bankrupt and the democrats scourge around the country are the reason george in naperville yes sean i think italian americans have been boycotting uh papa john's and domino's for a very long time (laughs) you hear that idiot papa john's mcdonald's a big fat slob with nikes on you gotta love these freaking democrats they're almost as stupid as hamas 312-642-5600 he's sean thompson hello mr thompson and this is the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer AM 560, the answer. 
Theocrats and zealots are all fighting the same war against anybody who doesn't believe in their witchcraft, their nonsense. And everybody knew what it was. The question is, how are you going to neuter it when the policies implemented by our country keep enriching them? You see, we're financing this whole fracking thing. As you could tell from the list of Palestinian and Iranian companies to boycott, they really don't have anything. And as for the Saudis, they could care less. They marry their cousins, they walk around in tablecloths, and they're worth trillions, not billions, trillions. Now, it could all stop tomorrow if we had an understanding of how they get the money and how we can succeed at the same time as peace reigns throughout the world. You know, like the Trump years and all the never-Trumper morons are too stupid to figure it out because they hated a man so much they don't even mind when the principles of law are contorted as weapons. They don't care because they feel like they're Democrats and like Chicago Democrats wallowing in chaos and failure pretending to be successes. They somehow can delude themselves from reality. Here's Joe Biden in 2020 election year. And you could already hear the difference in his speech pattern. This is when the dementia was only at about 40% versus the 90% it's at now. The world has changed because what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is. Know how much he's misrepresented. Know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man. You know what's funny? Is that when he was saying this, all the information the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop, showing that Joe Biden was an asset of not just the Ukrainians, which we, since he usurped and stole the office, we've given nearly $200 billion to. But they knew he was an asset of China, who's buzzing our aircrafts as we speak, buzzing ships in uh, international waters. They knew what he was, and they protected him. Kind of like the FBI that was a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan's uh, campaign headquarters as he was running the most successful Chicago syndicate ever in history. I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election. A lot at stake in the election. Well, let's go to these uh, intellectual philosophers of the Democrat mafia to see exactly what is at stake. First things to be said is that there is no way to discuss the conflict um, with Israel and Palestine without making someone extremely angry. And the <laughs> You know who you're talking about? Hey, stupid. Oh, my God. This is what happens when you start talking to bartenders. Next thing you know, they're ruining the country. In the meantime, does you think she understands the gravity of what's at stake? How many people understand our own history with Islamo-Nazis? Do you really have an idea of how long it goes back that these theocrat barbarians have been destroying the quality of life of everywhere they live? Everywhere they live. I remember this guy. A lot of people hated him. I found a lot of what he said very thought-provoking. He is the late Christopher Hitchens. In 1788, when the United States was barely a country, it was having its um, sailors taken as slaves by the Barbary states, the states of the Ottoman Empire in North Africa. Tripoli. Tripoli. Shores of Tripoli. Shores of Tripoli. Ships uh, stopped. Its crews carried off into slavery. We estimate one and a half million European and American slaves taken between 1750 and 1815. Jefferson and Adams went to their ambassador in London and said, why do you do this to us? The United States has never had a quarrel with the Muslim world of any kind. We weren't in the Crusades. We weren't in the war in Spain. Why do you do this to our people and our ships? Why do you plunder and enslave? 
Our people, the ambassador said very plainly, Mr. Abdul Rahman said, because the Quran gives us permission to do so, because you are infidels. And that's our answer. And Jefferson said, well, in that case, I will send a navy which will crush your state, which he did. Islamic fundamentalism is not created by American democracy. It's a lie to say so. It's a masochistic lie. And it excuses those who are the real criminals, and it blames us for the attacks made upon And from the time of its existence, everywhere it thrives, not only is your quality of life in the sewer, ironically, which they don't have. But this is the modus operandi of the Islamo-Nazis since the dawn of their fraudulent religion. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, thank you very much. I see here that uh, the Biden administration is going to forgive some uh, student loans, $2.8 billion. Maybe some of that's from uh, Ukraine money. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the main thing is what people have to understand is they're not forgiving loans. They're paying themselves because the kids who are trying to work in this economy can't make their payments. So it's a math trick. And the Democrats are too stupid to figure it out. Or they have a piece of the action and they just want to keep their mouth shut like the greasy Tony Resco and the same landlord that gets the tent built for the migrants. You see, there's the in the mafia and then the too stupid to see it. They don't care about the kids. They care about paying themselves back because they backdoor nationalize student lending and they can't get their payments. It's the same reason when you talk about this agreement by the UAW labor extortion mafia. They don't talk about that before there was any agreement last week. They secured $6 billion, and that's just GM. Ford has their own cream puff deal. $6 billion in loans they don't have to pay back. So you're giving the UAW to raise. Not, the, not GM or Ford. By the way, those are... Like Enron, only they produce cars. They're, 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 they're Ponzi scheme companies anyway. So it's, a, it's interesting to watch as society devolves. This society that built all of the wealth and all of the luxury, luxury, luxuries, people are willing to give away because they feel guilty for having it. And now we're going to get to that equality where we'll all be living like we were under the thumb of Hamas. Thank you very much. Just whatever you do. Uh, see, I took advantage of the flights. You know, America, first ones with the flight. You don't want to be on the Hamas airline. <laughs> this is what they call fueling the plane, Air Squirrel. Doesn't work. the big boom. Yeah, that's when they were running there to see if there were any yard gnomes that were alive. There weren't. Craig, Mount Greywood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Thanks for making it. <laughs> hey, Sean. Hey, I'm with my dad. Just hanging out. Oh, wonderful. Anyway. Tell him I said, hello. Shoot. <laughs> hey, Sean. So, listen, remember after 9-11 when the, um, they, they, well, they took, they did that uh, Patriot Act. Now, that was supposed to go after foreigners and protect Americans. Wait, let me revisit this. You were... mean after, after 16 Saudis ran into the t- towers? Yes, I remember. Yeah. Okay. So then they did a couple other things. They said, we have to take and, like, secure this border, and we have to take and limit immigration. The exact opposite happened. Because here's what they did. They used the Patriot Act not to go after foreigners, to go after American uh, political enemies and citizens and everything like that. They've opened the border wide open, and they came with uh, unlimited immigration. I think it was Investors Business Daily. Did you see today 10 million? They estimate 10 million. 10 million illegal aliens are in the country operating under different false names. They have no idea who they are. I just hope they're not some of the Allah 
or what are they called? Aloha snack bar guys? You don't want those Aloha snack bar guys here. In the meantime, uh, it turns out very good if you're in the mafia. How you doing? You know, this land, it was taking a bath. But now, now we're doing all right. Karen, well, there's certainly concern from some people living on the far south side. As they say, the city has failed to provide critical resources to that community before proposing this migrant shelter that'll be right near the northwest corner of 115th and Halstead if approved. That's where some of the residents gathered today, making their voices heard in the Old Jewel parking lot. They also mentioned some disappointment in the proposal. By the way, this was breaking, breaking news. Too bad we don't have the breaking news song. This was just approved right now. By the city council. So it's going through. Now where the corruption? And the good news is, whoever owns it, whatever half-assed pansy gangsters own it, they're going to go and buy themselves one of those phantom Rolls Royces like they were Ukrainian bankers. Because there were previous discussions to develop affordable housing in that exact location, but they say those talks have not progressed. Affordable housing? You could only sell it once. This pays every 30 days. The proposed plan for the migrant shelter there is part of Mayor Brandon Johnson's hopes to offer a... By the way, I heard today that this guy has 131 police officers in his security detail. What do you think? You're in Qatar? What do you think? You're one of these Hamas leaders? First stop for 1,000 incoming migrants, which would include massive heated tents. Now, we reached out to 21st Ward Alderman... Who pays the electric bill on it? You know, the electric bill, ComEd, they had to deal with the short-in-the-pants mafia. They raised the rates on everybody. Who pay? Oh, everybody pays? How you doing? And Ronnie Mosley for comment on today's protest, but have not... Yeah. Ronnie Mosley, uh, please, please, just ask a third grader. In the meantime, what about that, that company that was riddled in scandal? It appeared to have misappropriated upwards of $60 million of the 140 we already spent. What, what about that company? They're in trouble, right? The Chicago FBI, forever bothering Italians. They're on the case, aren't they? Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration is defending its decision to renew a $40 million contract with favorite health care staffing. That provides workers for the city's migrant shelters. Oh, you mean they got a new contract with 40 million? How you doing? The good news is you're going to get a nurse to take care of the uh, illegal aliens that can't speak any English, and she'll only be making 340,000 a year. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, Australia bought some of these C-130 aircraft for $6.6 billion. What did Hamas pay? Oh, they didn't pay nothing. All right. Well, how much does one of these bad boys cost? Uh, they're easy to crash. Did they get a body count of how many yard gnomes were on the C-130? Anything as far as goats were on there? How many How many uh, lives were taken in the C-130 Aloha snack bar? Aloha Akbar! Aloha Akbar! Yeah, you should know when you're getting on your plane, if someone's dressed like a yard gnome yelling Aloha snack bar, you might want to get your luggage and get off. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean, we got a couple of things I like to talk about. One thing is, uh, the, the issue that's being addressed, not being addressed, is the Jelly Belly has got plenty of rooms in his place to uh, put brother, these uh, brother, illegal brother. migrants. And also, it, it also, it also um, these people who are complaining about these people being in their, in their neighborhoods, they're the ones who voted for these people. Uh, these people it's in fun, there. Brian, to watch people learn what... Uh, sanctuary really means and, and by the way jb doesn't need the money and he doesn't need the heat so all of his friends 
and donors that are in the same business, they got the contracts. And that's why when you go to these garbage areas that could never rent a room, they're filled out to capacity. You got you to start thinking like a gangster if you're going to figure this out. Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean, I don't have the source because I'm driving, but I just saw a flash come across my phone that they have discovered, probably through a FOIA uh, request, 82,000 emails that Biden used a pseudonym for during yeah. the Obama administration. Do you think, Jim, now you know any Democrats? Do you think that's going to matter to one? To one. You think that moron from from Brookfield that called, you think that matters to him at all? One. They oh, don't care, babe. From? They don't care. Otherwise, they would figure out, gee, here's a bust out. Never made a lot of money in his life. Never. But he's lived in DuPont Mansion since the 80s. Right? Here's a bust out. His kid's on openly. Since he's 21 years old, on the Amtrak board. How's a 21-year-old get on the Amtrak board? This guy's been a crook for five decades, Mark. Think about about the amount that 82,000 emails is. It's incredible. Every one of them, he's a traitor. Every one of them, he's selling and steering policy. But these are Democrats, and that's what they want. You think they're offended by the inside real estate deal for the migrants or the inside deal to the phony health care company? You think they care? They just want to be the nurse. They just want to be the guy that owns the land. They're not repulsed by Simon Barcinus, their looking greasy Tony Resco. They want to be the fruit of his loins. Which, by the way, I heard the kid in his 20s bought a $10 million deal on North Avenue. How you doing? It doesn't bother the Democrats. They love that stuff. That's why they vote Democrat. And it doesn't matter how bad they ruin the city or where it goes. If it's too dangerous for the police, what are we supposed to do that live here? Unified on the corner of Division and Lawndale in Humboldt Park, courageous but very frustrated residents cry out for some kind of help from the city. The drug dealers run unabated and unfettered. We just witnessed it today. They tried to kick us out of here. And that's been going on since Harold, Melvin, and the Blue Notes were on tour. This is the, that's the city of broad shoulders. How you doing? How you doing? Neighbors here say drug dealers have paralyzed their community, leading to violence and a heightened sense of fear for the safety of their families. It's not a new issue, but they've had enough. We're talking about drug dealing and all types of illegal activity that's occurring on a daily basis. And how many of them, Squirrel, bought their guns with a FOID card? How many have a concealed carry permit? None. But that won't stop the so-called representation from stopping those innocent, honest people, courageous, from arming themselves. Oh, no, no. Illinois has got a new strategy. That's right. The governor with a personal connection to Lewiston is renewing his call for a federal assault weapons ban. One other issue here, those red flag laws. At least 21. Oh, that's the problem. Here's a red flag law. Fetzo. The gangster disciples are dangerous. The Sinaloa cartel, they're dangerous. Why don't you get off your fat ass and do something instead of trying to harass decent taxpayers, law-abiding people who would go through your nonsense licensing and your ticky-tack bulldung and pay the $400 per weapon. They're not the enemy, fatso. The ones who are distributing drugs openly and have been for 50 years. Those are your enemy. You know, the Democrat base. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. 
Kentucky's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's interesting as you watch people who were born into freedom, into liberty, into unalienable rights, give them away. The people who take it the hardest are that small percentage of Americans who understand them, and then the people who were taught about them by parents that fled communist countries. Those are the people who take this the hardest. The uh, spoiled brat, entitled and ignorant Democrats, be they in Illinois or New York or California, that are willing to beg themselves into servitude. They're going to get what they want, and they can't recognize it. And when I heard this story of Illinois, I immediately thought of my next guest. States, including Illinois, have them. They allow people to petition to have guns taken from those posing a threat to themselves or others. And it now appears the suspect in the main shooting fell through the cracks. The tragedy that has unfolded in Lewiston, Maine, is renewing calls by gun safety groups to strengthen gun laws to help prevent another mass shooting. In the meantime, they can't recognize their own failure. They're called the areas they represent that were once great cities, now ghettos. My next guest fights tirelessly to prevent that. He spent 15 years in law enforcement and time as an American U.S. Army soldier. He is Luis Valdez, and he's also the... uh, one of the directors for Gun Owners of America. Lewis, how are you, my friend? My friend, it's always a pleasure to be on the air, and as I say, you are a shining beacon of liberty in these dark and troubled times, and you're a brother from another mother. That's exactly right. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. But, you know, we all knew what was going to happen. As you saw the tragedy in Maine, it was an opportunity for corrupt despots around America to capitalize on. But ironically... I was in Chicago this weekend, and there was a Halloween party where 15 people got shot, as is standard. In fact, the same thing happened last weekend and at this year. You know, and that's there's a, a website devoted to showing you the people who are killed on the weekend basis. It's it's run by a police officer. It's called Hey Jackass. And the funny thing is, it happens throughout all the areas where Democrats are. It happened in in Florida, in another Democrat-controlled area. Uh, uh, that used to be a wonderful city and now is somewhere you avoid in Tampa Bay. So this is interesting to see how they want to blame the the right rather than the constituent for the policy. But nobody really dives into the issues. And this one in Maine is interesting because it's more of an indictment of the military health care system and really the VA as he tried to seek help and was denied, isn't it? Well, this is a complicated and multifaceted problem, but it comes down to this. He was an individual that was trying to seek mental health treatment, and the system that we call mental health in America is an abject failure. I mean, there's so many problems to begin with that it's, it's hard to list. But the biggest issue is, is that he had a repeated history. He was institutionalized. He went to purchase a suppressor from a dealer and filled out a 4473. And he even marked off, hey, I've been institutionalized. And the dealer was like, no, 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 we can't sell this to you. But the system that lawmakers want to push, claim will completely stop him from doing this, has already proven to be false. They want to push red flag laws. They want to push assault weapons ban. They want to push magazine capacity bans. And guess what? None of it stopped him from doing what he did. None of it. Well, what, what's astonishing is the attention it gets. And, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's a tragedy and it should get attention, but why does it get so much more than a weekend in Chicago? 
Why does it get so much more than a weekend in New York? You know, and the only difference really uh, from what happened in, there in, in Chicago versus what happened in uh, Ybor City is that I know as a Floridian, they probably are going to kill that rotten son of a dog that they have versus Illinois, where he'll be lucky if, if the Illinoisans don't have to write him a check by the time he's done being arrested. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Florida, we actually do things a little differently in terms of policing compared to Illinois. But as to why Maine garnered the attention it garnered, very simple, because politicians, anti-gun, no, let me rephrase that, anti-freedom politicians used this tragedy to push a political agenda even sadly before the bodies were room temperature. Mm-hmm. They went and did the standard game that they do. Oh, it's the guns, it's the it's the magazines, it's the bullets, we gotta control this, we gotta control that, we gotta push gun control. And guess what? This guy was a complete abject failure of the very system that they want to push nationally. Because Maine already had a red flag law in place. That didn't stop him. They had Maine a yellow had... they had a yellow and a red. They they were the one of the rare states that had a yellow. Where it's even yeah. it's even more uh, uh, favorable to take away the guns of a citizen using that, and you know this is another thing. Not only did it fail, but people should realize, you know, in Illinois, a Republican signed their red flag laws, and I have to tell you, I don't like spending time in Illinois because I know that could very well be used against me. I'm an open advocate for Americanism. I'm an open advocate for self defense. I'm not going to call the police if you break into my house. We're going to call the the coroner, and that's it. So the, I'm the kind of guy who is an enemy of the American or the Illinois Democrat. I'm their enemy. So why not trigger those red flag laws on me and just tie me up in court and waste my time and money as they're doing to Donald Trump and as they're willing to do to virtually anybody who fights against abortion, as you see in the federal government or any other thing. So to me, a red flag law isn't meant to work. It's meant to strip away the Americanism of those people who, who refuse to bend knee to a mafia calling themselves a government. Well, you hit the nail straight on the head. It's due process later, as one of our presidents has so eloquently stated. And it was here in Florida that we had a Republican governor, our previous governor, Rick Scott. He signed red flag laws into law, too. So the the greatest danger here is that you have politicians and lawmakers on both sides of the political aisle, Republican and Democrat, that they view the American public, the armed American public, as a political adversary, And they would rather us be disarmed. And as a student of history, I look at every despotic regime and I ask the same question every time. Why is it that those in power want to disarm those that are not in power? And the answer is very simple. An armed society is not a slave to the state. No more, no less. That's what they want to make us. You know what else is interesting, Lewis, is that you see them going after this guy in Maine. Uh, 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 Army... Trainer, they said, Army veteran. He's in Maine, and it's a, it's a twisted individual, and yet these actions will be used as an indictment against honest people. But the reality is, he followed their process. We have the rejection. He followed the laws of getting guns. And this is why it's on the news to me, because those scum that shot up Chicago, the scum that shot up New York, and God knows how many in California, and pick a Democrat sewer, New Jersey, Philly, the rest of it. They don't buy their guns legally, so it doesn't fit their narrative. So that's why it gets the attention. It's either that or it's a white guy. 
There's only there's got to be one reason why that is on national news. And on national news, there's not a blurb about Chicago. Not one blurb. Well, you bring, you bring up another great point, and part of it is that gun control has a systemic root in racism. And here's the honest truth. It was the Democrats after the Civil War that instituted gun control across the country, and they did it for one reason one reason only. They wanted to disarm black Americans. And when you have black victims of crime in places like Chicago, for instance, you don't have Democrats crying on national media going, oh, my God, this is they just treat it as another Saturday in Chicago. Why? Because they don't care about black America. They don't care about the fact that their very own policies are what make black America victims of crimes because it's their gun control policies that make the poor, that make the the – the, the hard-working classes, the, the true working class, not middle class, but true working class Americans, the impoverished, the penniless, the hardworking, the destitute, the people that, you know, they truly try to struggle to put a roof over their heads. It's their gun control policies that disarm those people and make them victim of a criminal class. And they don't care because in the end, their goal is very simple. If those people are continuously disarmed and made victims, then those people will keep going to elected officials and saying, please keep us safe. No different than the noblemen of old in Europe, how they would disarm the serfs and then make the serfs rely on them for protection against the barbarian hordes at the gates. Louis, I got to tell you this. So I, I have a, a little cigar store that I am affiliated with still. And um, I have a friend of mine who's not a caucasoid. He's a friend of mine that happens to fit the category where Democrats think he's going to vote for them regardless. And he doesn't. But it's funny because he's a regular guy, works hard. He doesn't make a tremendous amount of money. And he comes in and he listens to our conversation. He's a wonderful guy. And this is a couple years ago when they were doing in Illinois. You had to go through your concealed carry and all this stuff. So he's like, he brings the brochure to my store. And I had had my concealed carry. I did it in the very beginning. When Barack Obama won, I went and bought a plethora of guns and whatnot. And I was I kind of saw where it was going. And he said to me, you know, it is even that I got to buy a gun. And a gun's, you know, 900 to $1,400. It's $1,000 for me to go through the process just to be able to buy a gun and carry it. He's like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a regular guy. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of money. And the reality is when I'm in Florida, it's none of that. You just walk in and buy a gun. And it's funny. It's, it's, it's like 20 states. It's the same thing, right? They just have the right of an American. And it's, 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 it doesn't matter how many illegal gun shootings there are in a week, in a day, in an hour. They're just not going to learn. And this slob of a governor comes out and he's going to talk about the rifles. The rifle isn't what the gangster disciple of the Sinaloa cartel is killing. They turn these guns into, into AK-47s with banana clips and they modify it. I mean, if you can't reason with rational answers, you have very limited choices. How do you see it ending? Just the police state in these Democrat sewers? Well, I see it ending ultimately with the American people being triumphant because... Across the country, Americans are rising up to these draconian thugs in government and saying, no, we will not be stepped on. We will not have our rights violated. We will be a free and just people, and part of that freedom is being armed. And in the end, it is what it is. And you brought, you brought up another great point, the cost. Their entire policy of permits and trainings and certificates, 
It's economic warfare against the lower classes. That's what it is. You know, I, I hate to use leftist terminology, and the left really loves pitting, you know, the yeah, ruling class, class versus working yeah. class. Yeah, yeah. But that's really what they're doing. They are the leftists, the, the, the well, scum in government. They are literally making it to where the very people that they hire to clean their houses, to garden their yards, they don't want them armed. And it goes back to the same idea as Jim Crow slavery and the yeah. Europe of old where we can't have the peasants in the field armed. They might revolt against us. You learn this in Chicago, in the, in the neighborhoods that surround Chicago. It's very hard to make a living. And if you have a business, you're subjected to market activity. If you have a good month or a bad month, whatever the case is. But you learn in these Democrat strongholds, also known as ghettos, that the true one percenters are the ones with the cushy government jobs. Those are the one percenters, the ones who get to retire like they're worth millions and their, their day revolves around avoiding work or lunchtime and break time and the rest of it. But here's an interesting Stat, and you're in law enforcement. It has been made, brought to my attention today that the bust out, the new mayor, I call him Large Lori Lightfoot because he wears the same clothes, only he looks better in them. He has 131 police officers as his security detail. Now, that is an astonishing, that's like a, a Gaddafi in Libya, only his aren't Swedish blonde women that are scandally clad. They're legit cops. 131 cops surround this bust out who just a year ago was on a payment plan for his water bill. So now he's walking around like a Democrat oligarch. And I did a story not too long ago in a, in a garbage town outside of Chicago. It was Dalton, I believe. The same thing, some bust out mayor. She's got 40 cops and they surround themselves with security. Now I'm wondering, they're not protecting themselves from the, the things that Chicagoans have to deal with on a daily basis. They're protecting themselves from Chicagoans, aren't they? Well, they're protecting themselves from the voting class. They don't want to deal with the actual public. They, they, they view the public as dirty and filthy. They're like, get away from me. I love it. They're the true bourgeoisie is the government employee. Well, you know, um, the, the Brits said it best about their service rifle, the SA-80. It's like the civil service. You can't fire it. It doesn't work. Oh, I love it. Well, Louis Valdez, are you taking up any cases uh, that you have coming up? I know you've been instrumental in Supreme Court cases. When you see that Illinois is going to double down on stupid and they're going to try to take away the weapons of the Illinoisans who follow all the rules, is this something you're eyeing? Are there cases uh, that you're, you're eyeballing to take to the Supreme Court now? There are plenty of cases we're eyeballing to take to the Supreme Court, and we just had another good ruling from us down in Texas. A judge reaffirmed that every GOA member is protected from the ATF and Biden administration's attempt to take away their uh, pistol-braced equipped firearm. So if anyone is currently a GOA member, they're covered in an injunction from federal um, gun control. Now, I want to, before I let you go, first of all, where do the people go to support you? Real simple, gunowners.org, and it's just $25 a month, and I can tell you this, I've spent more than $25 going through a Burger King drive-thru. Especially now. 25 bucks is nothing. Yeah, please. I ordered food in Chicago. It's unbelievable. They got a, they got a fee because you take it out. They got a fee if you sit at the table. They got a fee if you take it out. You can't beat them. But in the meantime, there's something that these gangbanging lowlife scum have been doing. They've been practicing. I heard this story and immediately thought of our interview because I know you. You've been training. You were a policeman. You were in the military. 
Here's a gang-banging degenerate Democrat-based scum in Chicago, but listen to the grouping. They've obviously been practicing. Yeah, Mark and Samantha, we know that 31-year-old woman is in good condition this morning after she was shot while on a ship at Navy Pier. Now, police are telling us this shooting happened overnight. They say a man got into some sort of argument with a woman on that ship before he was escorted off that ship by security. But CPD says the man returned moments later and fired multiple shots at that ship, striking that 31-year-old woman in the knee. She was rushed to Northwestern Hospital. Now, this guy's shooting people from the dock on a ship that's moving, and he's hitting them. I mean, this this guy's been practicing, hasn't he? Well, it just comes to show you that uh, bad guys... uh, Either that or he shot 4,000 rounds, and the media doesn't want to report that. But in either case, you know, normally in Chicago, there's happenstance where innocent people get shot. He actually shot the woman he was aiming at. So the gangster disciple and the Sinaloa cartels and all of the other gangbangers in Chicago, I think, have a shooting range. And this might be a way for the Chicago FBI to pull their head out of their derriere and maybe arrest somebody. What do you think? Well, I think I think that would be a great thing, and this just proves that, look, bad guys will do bad things when you least expect it. That's why you should carry and you should be able to return lead. Make it a two-way range. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's called mutual combat. And in Chicago, if you're a gang member, you walk home. Thank you very much. He is Luis Valdez. Thank you and the people of Gun Owners of America for putting up a fight for the freedoms as the government tries to totalitarian, bankrupt, honest Americans. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother, for what you do. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, it's interesting when you think about the finances of America. We had Greg Call from LaGrange. When you look at the deficit, the revenue, the amount of subsidies in your economy, you're technically bankrupt. When you think about the American employment sector, it's funny when you watch these numbers come out. The economy grew. Really? Well, then why do we have a record number of people on, just say, food stamps? 11 11 million more in seven months. That's staggering. 24 million Americans work directly for the government. That's what they want you to know. And then you have the UAW. They work indirectly for the government. The companies exist on government spending, on government money. And the reason they have this so-called agreement that you're hearing so much about. United Auto Workers has reached a tentative deal with Stellantis. That's according to sources familiar with negotiations. The deal is reportedly similar to an agreement reached with Ford earlier this week. Both Ford and GM secure government loans. Sweetheart deals. GM is $6 billion. Ford has yet to be released, but it's at least the $6 billion. So you realize that... It's just a Ponzi scheme. And that explains why so many Americans don't want to look at the numbers and just want to be told everything is great. In the meantime, a startling amount of Americans are now on drugs. This is a problem. So when, whether it's the illegal drugs that the people in Humboldt Park are meeting about... If it's too dangerous for the police, what are we supposed to do that live here? Unified on the corner of Division and Lawndale in Humboldt Park, courageous but very frustrated residents cry out for some kind of help from the city. The drug dealers run unabated and unfettered. We just witnessed it today. They tried to kick us out of here. And then you realize this was all supposed to go away as governments legalized marijuana. Do you remember that? In California, they're legalizing much, much more. In Oregon, they're legalizing all kinds of drugs. But why is it that the illegal drugs are busier than ever, thriving? And then you realize 
Democrats did it. And Democrats control the licensing. And that's where the mafia kicks in. You think the mafia is outside of government? You're wrong. You're not paying attention. And as a visit back to Illinois reminded me, I was watching ABC News. I found this laughable. Our weekend watch shines a spotlight on government activity. It's been four years since Illinois lawmakers legalized recreational marijuana sales. However, many minority entrepreneurs are still struggling to break into this industry. The Illinois Answers Project reports there are currently 52 social equity dispensaries and 10 independent craft growers in operation. That's according to state. Now, you should have known. When you heard Republicans like John Boehner get in on this, that it wasn't going to be about business or markets or helping the community. It was about profiteering through corruption. So now who gets these licenses? Not you records. And that is only a fraction, a small fraction of the nearly 300 combined licenses that the state has awarded to date. Here to talk more about the Illinois Answers Project reporter, uh, the reporter Alex Nitkin, he is here to talk more about your findings. So Alex, talk about what what dispensaries, um, what, what some of these entrepreneurs are struggling with, especially some of the diverse ones that are trying to break into this industry and what the trouble is there. Now, do you know what's funny too is the banking aspect of it. I have a, uh, a company that deals in what's called photocabinoid rich. It's an ingredient that's good for you. And if you have that, you have a hard time opening up bank accounts or anything else. But you know who doesn't have a hard time? Big Tobacco, because Big Tobacco is the one that's in control of this, along with notable Republicans and some very connected Democrats. And you're going to hear the names of exactly who that is. Good morning. Well, in a word, really, it's money. On the one hand, you know, this industry, or at least the social equity aspect of this industry, has been stuck in neutral for years as the state really struggled to do this separate licensure process, social equity licenses for dispensaries and what's called craft grow licenses for growers. Um, Now that the licenses have been sorted out, it turns out that may have been the easy part because it's not just enough to sort of allow folks to get into the industry. They have to actually fundraise. And what we focused on in our story is that, yes, now social equity dispensaries are really starting to get going, but the craft growers, you know... See, now this will organize all of the so-called organizers. And the only way you're going to get this is if you know the right Resco, if you know the right Blagojevich and the right Democrat scum in Chicago, and it'll work the opposite in the Republican areas. The reason I'm playing you this is not just necessarily the pot business, which will, by the way, in a very short time, grow to all kinds of drugs like it is in California or Oregon. But this is what they're trying to do to the only arena that the government really didn't have a hand in. And who better to organize it than the most useful asset of the extortion mafias in our country than Joe Robinette? Why are my damn socks wet, Biden? It was just in the last hour, the White House releasing details of a new executive order that would direct federal agencies to regulate as well as shape the growth of artificial intelligence. Eamon Javers joins us. Now, by the way, when you think of this, people in America have a tendency to think, oh, okay, good, because most people don't realize the dumbest and the most corrupt are the people who make up our government. The SEC is run by a corrupt Democrat whore, and that's why FTX is what it is. By the way, they're back open for business, just as predicted. Sam Bankman-Fried, well-connected Democrat, will walk. So this idea that they can do this from an executive order is the real problem. Because look at what government does in something as simple as drug dealing that any CPS 
F student can figure out. Our operation is really, really expensive. It costs millions and millions of dollars to stand something up like that. And only- What's it cost those kids in Humble Park destroying the quality of life? What's it cost them to do it? Nothing. And they're getting it all the way from Central and South America. Granted, the seed money comes from the Islamo-Nazi Middle Easterners who are living in Qatar. However, this is what it looks like when government tries to do anything. The only way you get ahead is by being in their mafia. Really a handful of these craft growers have managed to get off the ground. Craft grower. Did you know a craft grower in, in, in college? Well, I think you did, right? Yeah, you did. And we've talked about dispensaries before, but let's also focus on the craft growers. You found there are 10 operating, but even fewer are actually growing marijuana in Illinois. Why has this been so slow to get off the ground? Again, you know, they really struggle to fundraise in part because of some really tight regulations that this fundraise is Democrats speak for bribe the right Democrat official, because the ones who are already open, they're already tied to the elected officials. State has imposed on them. You know, they are really vocal about how uh, they're really held back by a really low ceiling that the state has set on how much canopy space that they can have. And that's something, a law that they're trying to get changed. Canopy space. So you can open up one and they didn't figure out the banking. Why not? Because the way that you have to deal in money also pays other Democrats scallywags from everything from currency exchanges to housing the money and holding the money. Then you have to hire the security firms and all the rest of it. So they've managed to keep it you know, under black market control. And they're also just really struggling to get fundraising uh, because they just don't have a lot of really wealthy connections like a lot of folks in the industry do. And also because, you know, uh, lending or banking marijuana is still federally illegal. So it's really difficult. And so what we focused on is a state-backed fund that has been trying to get uh, loans out to these kinds of organizations. It's been really slow to get off the ground. Not very much has gone out, but um, they have uh, worked on it and we're you know, now in a sort of precarious moment where we're going to see if the state um, tries to lend out more money to help them get started. Lend out more money and you can only get it from the state. And who will be in charge of regulating? Will it be Silky G, Alexi Janulius, as he tries to simplify getting stickers for your license plate? He can't get that done. I hope he doesn't Broadway bank the Secretary of State. And, you know, this is something that the ABC7i team has been covering as well. Um, we've been covering it for months now and staying on top of this in terms of many of those entrepreneurs lacking the funding and needing the state um, to, 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 to change the rules, essentially. Talk about what's coming up in that veto session and the rules that they're hoping to change. Well, Representative LaShawn Ford, who really has been the biggest, you know, ally of the social equity uh, um, cannabis operators. He's everywhere, LaShawn Ford. I think he had his own banking issues. That's all right. He'll iron them out the way he did his own problems, where he liked to pay off gambling debts and pretend to be a landlord with his campaign funds. In the meantime, it's interesting to see how they managed to screw up the simplest thing that all the street gangs can do overnight. So what do you think it'll look like? as now the government from Washington, D.C., is going to executive order the only thing that really wasn't regulated to death, called the Internet and starter companies and true entrepreneurs. Warren, if they got up, I guess you had to get up, David. That's right. No way around it, Joe. Good morning. Uh, This is an extraordinarily wide-ranging executive order. It's directing just about every federal agency to regulate and, as you say, shape the growth of AI in an effort to protect the public, the economy, and national security. Now, President Biden... That should go swimmingly well, because you know who's on the case, Squirrel? You're not going to believe it. The best launch date 
in all of government. All to help make sure that the benefits of AI are shared equitably and to address predictable threats. Sounds like the pot dispensary stores, doesn't it? How's that working out for you? Such as algorithmic discrimination. Algorithmic discrimination. You know, you could use discrimination to with anything. It's like the relish the, uh, uh, of, all, of all government language. Just put any word next to it and it'll work out perfect. Data privacy violations and deep fakes. We named it the blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. An AI Bill of Rights. What could go wrong? As leaders from government, civil society, and the private sector, I believe we have a moral, ethical, and societal duty to make sure that... Says the woman who wants to kill babies in the belly. AI is adopted and advanced in a way that protects the public from potential harm. So surely this is, the, this is the exact right administration to handle all of the problems with the World Wide Web. And AI is helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, helping web tech, the web, web, the web oh. telescope manage half a million miles of galaxies away, billions of light years away. I found it when I turned on my phone and saw that. I thought, my God, what is this? Science fiction. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. Didn't you, didn't you have the same thought when you saw it? Uh, not only are we in World War III, we're going to lose, and this idiot's going to make as much money as he can on the way down that he made on the way up. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yes, Squirrel, I heard. But it doesn't matter, Squirrel. It answers the age-old question. If an owl farts... In an empty forest, does it make a sound? I just couldn't sit this one out. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Uh Uh-huh. Traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me. That everyone hates me. It doesn't make a sound, Squirrel. The dimwit is out. The good news is he's going to go to lunch for eternity with his wife. This is not my time. So after much prayer... (laughs) Who are the six guys that wanted a job that moaned? That's the real question. Uh, We got our own problems there, Dimwood. And you're directly responsible for this thievery called the Biden administration. And uh, he's going to fix the Internet now. And AI is helping the National Weather Service predict weather events, helping the web telescope. Oh, boy. With AI, fraudsters can take three seconds, and you all know this, Three-second recording of your voice. I've watched one of me. Can they take your voice and implement a decent policy that reestablishes the American energy sector? Or how about gets us out of World War III? Can they take your voice and attach it to any, any, except for the last year of his administration, Trump policy? Can they do that, Dimwit? By the way, he may be AI. That might explain everything. They haven't perfected it, which is why he's got the stutters and what. American leadership... And the undeniable rights endowed by a creator that no creator, no creation Uh can take away. All right, back to the drawing board. I said, when the hell did I say that? (laughs) 
But all kidding aside, three seconds recording your voice to generate an impersonation good enough to fool, you know, I was going to say your family, fool you. Is it good enough to get you reelected or you don't really need that? You stole the first one. Why steal? Why not steal the next one? Oh, and, and that reminds me of Hakeem Jeffries. You know, Hakeem, very, very good family. They're not Marxists or anti-Semites at all. No, just his uncle. But everything is on the ballot. Democracy will be on the ballot, as evidenced by the position that many of the election deniers on the other side of the aisle continue to hold. Yeah, but 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 they just don't like they just don't like Kamala. They don't like Joe Biden. They don't like you. You're you're even losing the mafia members. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it, Kamala? Why are you? Put your shirt on. Not thirty points ahead. Well, I'm not I'm not a political pundit, so I, I I'm not going to speak to that. But what I will say is this: when the American people are able to take a close look at election time on their options. I think the choice is going to be clear. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're oh, gonna- yeah. you're going to win. You didn't Wrong. win the first time, and you're the, you're the vice president. You could definitely steal it again. Hopefully we won't be in that book of Eli America that's coming. David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean, I heard you say the phrase a few times, aloha snack bar. You didn't hear me. Oh. You sure you weren't talking about those uh, those uh, Islamo Nazi morons in their seventh century costume trying to find the uh, trying to fly the C one thirty? It wasn't me. It was the goat herders? Go ahead. I, I think it's a strange coincidence, but. Uh, it's, this is possibly true. I don't know. I think when Pritzker may go to Hawaii and checks into a luxury hotel, when he gets in the room, he says the same exact phrase. No, he doesn't have to say anything. They just bring him everything. He's a god in Hawaii. He owns the hotel. Thank you very much for playing. In the meantime, I think Kamala Harris explaining all of the different ways the people just can't figure out they're doing a great job. And there are many ways to define the leadership of our president, Joe Biden, as even a quick review of his most recent, (laughs) as even a quick review of his most recent victories makes clear. I cannot wait for her to work out a Middle East peace agreement. Can you see the look on the faces of those 7th century yard gnomes? Surely she'll remind them of all of the successes here in America. Most Americans say that they don't think you're doing a good job on the border, you and the administration. The number of people trying to cross the U.S. southern border is at an all-time high. It's no secret that we have a broken immigration system. Short term, we need a safe, orderly, and humane border policy. Can we just get the Biden AI to go back to the policies when we didn't have this problem? You know, the Trump years. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. As we speak tonight, a former president of the United States of America is facing in a court of law 
Jail time. The accusation? He overvaluated his own real estate. That's the accusation. We have been listening to a dimwit in diapers. For two years, claim he cut the federal deficit by $1.7 trillion. When the fact is, he increased it to over $2 trillion. And he's looking at re-election. It appears the only place you can openly lie about your achievements, about numbers, about banking, is the government, where there is no recourse except re-election. Or you become a lobbyist. That's called conflicting data in government speak. In regular speak, that's called fraud. Let's discuss economic fraud with one of the smartest, smartest people in the economy, in data. He is E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. What's up, kid? Oh, my gosh, Sean. I I am sitting here scratching my head trying to figure out how uh, it's not fraud for these people to do what they're doing, but it was somehow fraud uh, for the former President Trump, you know, to have a bank, a private company, evaluate his real estate at what they thought it was worth on a loan he paid back. You know, it's interesting. When I was a kid, there were, you know, it was a different kind of neighborhood. There used gambling used to be like a big, oh my, he's a gambler. And when I was a kid, I would deep bump into a couple of bookmakers and loan sharks. And the guy used to tell me, hey, kid, you know, this isn't, this isn't what you think it is. If I went to college, I'd be a banker. And the other guy said, if I went to college, I'd be a senator, be making five times the money with no chance of prison time. That's really what we're facing here. In the real world, this is illegal, what the government's doing. And when you see it lie openly about a GDP, all they have to do is revise it, and everybody, nobody cares. Because you and I both know the economy didn't grow. In fact, it retracted. And the only thing that exists is inside dealing and government subsidies. And the way government just gave GM $6 billion so they could sign a contract with labor extortion mafias after they fire 7,000 of them, right? Right. You know, you know there was that, that famous clip. Uh, it went went viral not that long ago of some, some lady. I don't know if she's emotionally or mentally disturbed or what but she was on a plane yelling that man's not real you know yes, what I'm talking yes. about there was, there yeah was i know exactly what you're talking about the lizard man okay, yeah that that that's how i felt looking at this last gdp report i'm not gonna lie because you know you and i know that this is entirely fueled by you know consumers taking on debt the government going into debt businesses stocking up on inventories to try to get ahead of future price increases there's nothing in here that's real growth no, but it, it, it just it is so symbolic of what the people are willing to take from government. There's really not even a murmur on business. Oh, it's hotter than expected. It grew at record numbers. But nobody wants to talk about the 11 million more Americans in seven months on food stamps. That is a staggering, staggering fact. And somehow it's just not talked about. And that's the part that's bothersome because these are easy numbers to debunk. This is an easy fraud to expose. All one needs to do is look at the unprecedented amount of Americans on government sustenance and then look at the other Americans that are living because of record amounts of debt in their credit cards. This is, to me, something that if we can't at least diagnose diagnose it, these scallywags have a plausible possibility to steal yet another election. And I, I don't know what it's going to take because it doesn't matter the record homelessness. You look at, the, at our society as it's imploding. The 10 million more illegal aliens, all beneficiaries of policies Americans, most good, hardworking Americans don't take. 
advantage of. So what do you think it'll look like? Or is that the greatest way to go into World War III? Because in World War III, you can really pump and dump this thing. Well, I, I tell you what, it, world wars tend to do wonders for your unemployment rate. So that's that's a great way to uh, to hide a recession, kind of like how FDR spent a whole decade, more than a decade, uh, trying to fix the Great Depression. Everything he did made it worse. And then as soon as the war came, all of a sudden you took tens of millions of young men without jobs and put them in uniform. It, it, it's scary, Sean, because it's actually reminiscent of of, of what China's doing right now, where they don't even publish their data on youth unemployment anymore because there are so many young men who are unemployed. And what better way for, for China, for example, to get all of those men off the streets and, and into doing something so they're not making trouble than to have them officially make trouble via government sanction by invading Taiwan? To me, this is what Joe Biden was bribed to do. He's he's delivering on all of the enemies of America, both foreign and domestic, whether it's the labor extortion mafia, the UAW or the Chinese Communist Party, because in the dark of night last week, the Air Force said you could now be 41 to join the Air Force. Three hours ago, they said, make it 42. The Army is giving you $50,000 sign-up bonuses for kids who can't get jobs, kids that don't want to be on unemployment. And the fact of the matter is they need bodies, because whether they are going to tell the American people or not, we already have thousands of military guys in harm's way, both in Africa and the Middle East and the former uh, Iraq taking fire. So uh, at, a, at a certain point, just when we think, okay, the, the data will, will unequivocally expose the lie of the Democrat mafia, it's not going to matter. We're going to go into World War III. We're going to go into hot conflicts because in those times of crisis, people forget to look at the numbers anymore, right? It certainly seems that way, Sean, because people aren't even looking at the numbers before you get into the crisis. I mean, how many times have you and I discussed stuff, whether it's the, the GDP numbers or the job numbers, you, you name it, productivity, all kinds of things that people just aren't paying attention to. And so what makes you think that when a crisis comes and that's really occupying their minds, that then they're going to pick their heads up out of their cell phones and start paying attention to things? I, I don't think so. EJ, it was yesterday, it feels like to me, when I was, it was before I had my show. I was filling in for Steve Cortez. I was interviewing you, and we were railing about the then non-disclosed conflicts and the plan and what we were going to do in these foreign conflicts. And we had discussed the greatest way to cover up economic failure and terrible policies and profiteering by government is a military conflict. And that's exactly what we're living through. And it's the timing couldn't be better because Joe Biden can't speak in sentences anymore. And the reality is, it's the perfect way. I watched him today as Kamala Harris tried to speak for him. He came on, he did seven minutes of embarrassment, and he's carted off. But in a time of conflict, people will vote for their own uh, uh, money that they can't make in an economy. So I think that's the Democrat plan, to regain the House and to, to keep control of the White House. They may do a, a name change, but the fact of the matter is the policies are fungible, regardless if they're young or they're old, if they have their own hair or can speak in sentences. This is what follows them around. And I'm just perplexed as to why so many Americans want to be in on the scam. That's a good question. I guess it speaks to the, the greater uh, dissolution of, of the work ethic of this country. Whereas, you know, if you go back just a couple of generations, okay, maybe three generations, 
you have uh, virtually all Americans who were ashamed of welfare. You had the, it was absolutely amazing if you compare the statistics of the percentage of people eligible for for welfare versus the percentage of people who actually uh, took those welfare benefits. You had counties in the United States where uh, over 90 percent of the people were eligible for welfare, but less than 10 percent of the people actually took the government up on it because people would rather go to bed a little hungry at night at that time in America than have to say, yep, I'm on the the government, right? I'm living off the government. I'm living off my fellow American. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to Kamala Harris today, and I was listening to her as they did the... uh, the AI, the executive order on AI, because what AI is primarily going to be used for, what's already used for, is a lot of banking things, a lot of loan processing. And it's interesting to uh, hear this. I, I, want, I want to see if you could pick up on this for just a minute. As leaders from government, civil society, and the private sector, I believe we have a moral, ethical, and societal duty to make sure that AI is adopted and advanced in a way that protects the public from potential harm. Now, what she's talking All about is to help make sure yeah. that the benefits of AI are shared equitably and to address predictable threats, such as algorithmic discrimination, data privacy violations, and deepfakes. Algorithmic... Uh, algorithmic bigotry is what she's trying to, to go to, is if, if AI determines loan applications aren't valid, they're going to say that it, it's going to go harder against people of minority status than it will other people. But the reality is that's exactly what our government is doing right now, as they're making it harder and harder for all Americans to get money. They're controlling the velocity of money through the manipulation of the access to equity in homes and, and credit. And that's all it is to me. And what they're promising is this equality of poverty. And they just want to take the entire country down a peg so they can now lie about their spending and their numbers. How can you see it any other way when you have the massive amount of loan applications that are denied of people of all races? Isn't this kind of hiding the 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 manipulation of the velocity of money that government has been participating in since Joe Biden won? A hundred percent, Sean. And and I mean, it's just it's so nonsensical. The the idea that an algorithm that doesn't include race uh, is somehow going to be discriminatory against people based on race. I mean, it's it's literally impossible. You know, once you looking at something like loan origination, once you account for all the different factors, whether it's uh, the the size of the debt being uh, asked for relative to the person's income or existing debts or previous debt repayment history, their age, you know, you name it, you account for all those factors. And what happens? You find a, the same percentage of people across races, across both sexes, are turned down or approved for loans at, at the exact same rate. So this idea that that somehow, oh, we have to constantly look for the the, the boogeyman of racism behind every corner, that's just these politicians trying to cover up for their failures and trying to give you someone other than themselves to be mad at. The never-ending inflation bubble. The fact of the matter is they're a day late and a dollar short and always have been since the implementation of the Fed. How do you see it affecting Bidenomics or affecting America for this last year and a half? Because... Whether you're rich or poor, this is a real problem 
when takeout orders average, you know, $70 for a family of four. And the, the restaurants are knuckled under through dine-in tax, take-out tax. It looks to me that the taxes go up uh, exponentially in these Democrat areas. And they're, they're numb to how many businesses go out of business. As I'm watching family establishments that have been in business for years back in my uh, hometown and in Chicago writ large just go out of business, they, they just don't care. I just don't understand um, how many businesses have to go out of business, how high do food prices have to get before people say, I need a change. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, once you start digging into some of this data, Sean, on in terms of consumer spending and consumer savings, you find that we only have probably about a half a year left until almost all Americans have just completely depleted their savings and are in so much debt that they're going to start getting turned down for additional debt. And so at that point, that's probably when people hit the wall. I mean, it's a shame that people can't wake up and see the direction we're headed right now because it'd be a lot less painful in the long run to turn back today instead of waiting another six months or another year down the road when things are even worse. It's like, why on earth would you wait to treat your cancer? You know you have it, and instead of going through the, the pain of the chemotherapy or the radiation, whatever, you're going to wait until you the cancer goes from stage one to stage four. That's going to be a lot more painful down the road. Staggering reality of this so-called UAW nonsense and the fact that they came to a tentative agreement, to me, isn't the fact that they only want to work four days or make 40% increases. But what it, I, I don't understand why more people aren't reporting the fact thousands and thousands of UAW workers have been fired. It reminds me of UPS. They fired thousands. The only difference between UPS and GM is that UPS didn't get a $6 billion cream puff loan from the government that they'll never have to pay back. Uh, do you think this information is going to be too too hard to hide as, as G- GM got a $6 billion loan from the government the day before they signed the phony agreement? Because they're not going to pay $1 extra. They use this as an opportunity to fire dead weight and to get a cream puff loan they have no intention of paying back. And after all, they're just Enron that makes cars, aren't they, at this point? <laughs> it certainly seems that way. Now, are, are they going to be able to hide it? Uh, I mean, they can hide a lot of their losses in terms of these bad projects that, that, like you said, these loans are never going to get paid back. It's because the loans are guaranteed by the government so that if the projects that they're for go bad, if if they're not actually profitable, then the companies don't have to repay the loans. Well, you, know, you can hide losses that way, but in terms of the constant losses from these higher salaries, that's all just going to show up in sticker shock when you go to buy a new car. I mean, there's no way to hide that. The only real question I have for you is, uh, are we officially the most corrupt country in the world? Have we taken the title from Ukraine? Because this is all it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an absolute scam. Whether they wrap it in student loans where they pay themselves back, or they front the, the, the government union, labor extortion mafia, by giving the company a cream puff loan. And I'm just wondering, do you think, I know you'll pick it up, and I know you'll report it, but do you think this is too undeniable? I mean, $6 billion used to be big money. Or is it just nonsense in the in the government manipulation of business as now they're going to squash the merger between Spirit and some other air, airplane company because they don't want it to get too big? You mean like GM or Ford? <laughs> yeah, exactly, because then we might need to, uh, oh, I don't know, constantly bail them out because they're too big to fail, right? That, that whole doctrine that started with uh, long-term capital management in the, in the 90s. It, it was a disaster then, and it set a horrible precedent that continues 
to be a disaster to this day. But you know, the bigger these companies are, that makes it a lot easier to hide the graft and the fraud if you're a politician. The Treasury, the financial bomb you wrote about, uh, it's obviously about the ridiculous true deficit of this country that spends unprecedented amounts of money and although reaping record numbers of so-called revenue fact of the matter is it's too tainted now and they understand they're getting their own money back so they just have to keep the 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 pedal to the metal don't they uh they they certainly do and i mean pedal to the metal sean this thing isn't just like you're in a a a super sports car that's accelerating from zero to 60 in, in three seconds and then it levels off at 100 or 200 miles an hour no no this is a rocket ship This keeps going, and it keeps going faster and faster. If you look at a graph of what we are paying in terms of interest on the debt, it it looks like something out of a cartoon. It's going parabolic. This is going to keep increasing at an increasing rate uh, until it completely breaks the back of this economy, and, and therefore the country. I mean, this isn't even a financial issue anymore. This has become a national security issue. So your next article, I got an idea for you. You ready for this? You say now that the Democrat mafia and the Federal Reserve have decided to Thelma and Louise this son of a gun. Let's see how far the cliff is. And then you could do like a little mock-up of Joe Biden as Thelma, and you do Janet Yellen as Louise. You put him in the old Pontiac, and you are directing traffic over the cliff. What do you think about this? See, I'm helping, constantly helping Heritage. Oh, this is good stuff. Let me grab my pen. Hold on one second here. (laughs) In the meantime, you can keep an eye for E.J. and Tony at the Heritage Foundation and all of the people who are trying to stop Delma and Louise and the American mafia calling themselves Democrats from bankrupting this country. He is E.J. and Tony. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, I thought that that, uh, the the pot grower and pot distributor manipulation story would get people outraged. It didn't. I think that uh, people realize they grow up in these mafia towns. They know how it works, right? Crane Puff, man, you know how it works. Sean Fain, he's a good guy, fat bastard. Yeah, Sean Fain, that's my favorite political party. He supported that party all over the lines in my family. You know, I like how he talks like a tough guy. You know, I really do that, Sean Fain, that pansy. I'll bet you for every push-up he can do, I can do five. You want to take that action? I'll bet you the average salary. Listen now. I'll bet you the average salary of a UAW worker, and you bet me his. You want to take that bet? Well, he's pretty uh, effective. I mean, he's 522000 He's not effective. The fix was in. Listen to this scam. The G gives the company $6 billion, and they only got to dish out in payments one. And you think he's effective? I think it's just that you Democrats are too stupid to see the scam. What do you say about that? <laughs> anyway, I thought he was pretty effective. Yeah, sure. I love his name. I love his name. Sean Payne is, is, is close to my heart. He's his name alone. Yeah, he's just another fat-ass wannabe gangster that I like to ear slap the taste out of his mouth like the rest of the Democrats. Roger in Wisconsin. Sean. Yes. Hey, you almost offend every time you bring up the Roadmasters, because I had a couple of them. Oh, the but, best car in the world. Are you kidding me? We had we had our guy Spanky when I was a kid. He used to pick it, us up. We could fit all of us and then every girl we picked up in the car on our I, way to the Golden Bear. Yeah, I know how it works. Sleep six, lays 12. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> uh, 
So I left a hellhole called Chicago in 2005, came to Wisconsin, bought a house. The judge oh. let the bank steal it from me, okay? But that's another story for another day. Oh. Your previous guest alluded to the bonuses that the government's paying these people to enlist. Yeah, I brought it up. 50000 you join the Army now. You could be 42 and join the Air Force. The problem is, is they don't pay off. They got all these National Guardsmen standing around waiting for their $4,000 and $10,000. They never got the money. <laughs> like like when I used to think my grandfather to Heinz, all the guys standing around waiting for treatment. Well, you love the free health care, don't you? You're sure you can't see a doctor until the day after you're dead, but it's free. That's, That's right. the government. Yeah. 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 And, and now they're going to take over the Internet. It's going to be swimming. It's going to work out great. In the meantime, I'd rather be broke outside of Illinois than rich in it. Thank you very much, Roger. Appreciate the call. Thank see you. What see what I did there, Squirrel? Oh, of course you did. In the meantime, what, what other? Well, it's going to be Halloween in, uh, in, in Chicago, and you may, you may want to not think about decorating your house. There's really no point to it. Around 8.30 at night, ring camera captures three young children climbing onto this porch and peering into the home. And then an adult moves into frame, watching the children as a second adult stands a bit further away on the sidewalk. I was just really disgusted that the parents were there. It was almost like they were being, you know, directed which was concerning for me. You know, you don't know what this is? This is the Chicago discount. This is where the parents teach the little kids, and it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. The kids are like three, and the parents are teaching them how to steal the Halloween candy and decorations. Just, you know, these little babies who, I, you know, I quite frankly um, felt sorry for, especially the little one. Yeah, you were born to Democrats, and they're going to teach you how to live like a pirate. You know, because, you know, they, when they grabbed the baskets and ran, you know, he was like running up the rear. I feel like if they would do something like this and they would. It's nothing like a toddler stealing from your squirrel. It's almost cute. It's charming. It's how uh, you know you're in a Democrat area. Um, involve their children, then, you know, they would do just about anything. Sure, it'll be fine. And what happens when you turn your kids over to the Chicago public school system? Lesson plan about a controversial rap artist as a substitute teacher and a Chicago elementary school under fire today. I did not know Ron Majors was still alive, Squirrel, let alone doing the news, but he is. Apparently, they don't have a good retirement plan. He should have worked for the street department. He'd been retired 20 years ago. Sixth graders at Frisk Elementary had to learn about Chief Keefe. Now, one parent. You know, and by the way, there's two of us, because I never heard it of somebody named Chief Keefe. It sounds like a restaurant you drive by and lock your doors, but apparently, it's some sort of celebrity. Aaron is calling that material inappropriate. Eyewitness News reporter Leah Hope is live with a story for us. Leah? Ron, young people growing up in Chicago may very Ron Major Squirrel still alive. Well, hear Chief Keefe and know about his criminal history. But some parents didn't realize that their 11-year-olds would be learning about the controversial rapper at school. School dismissed at Fisk Elementary School, as is a substitute teacher here. A spokeswoman for Chicago Public Schools tells us today was the last day for a teacher substituting in a six. Do you, you remember having a substitute teacher? Well, when I had a substitute teacher, they would come in and they would open up a book and you would learn. They'd ask you what you were learning and they would build upon it. You know, history, the classics. I didn't realize that now in Chicago Public School, a guy by the name of Chief Keefe, who turns out to not only be a rapper, but apparently a felon grade music class. Some parents we spoke with are glad she is leaving. 
you were a sub. You were supposed to take on whatever the regular teacher was give assignment that the regular teacher was giving them and not what you wanted to give them. Shantae Powell says she's upset to learn the sub had a lesson based on Chief Keefe. Keefe's real name is Keith Cozart. He's a Chicago rapper who has been in and out of trouble. Keith grew a following with his hard street lyrics laced with profanity and references to drugs and violence. <laughs> Sounds perfect to have in a great <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I'll tell you what, it's priceless. With this assignment, you're basically teaching children, okay, well you can go out there and, and get you some guns. ABC 7 obtained a- What about your FOID card and your concealed carry license? You know, you've got to follow strict rules when doing so. Copy of the sixth grade assignment that included questions about where and why Keith was on house arrest, who shot Keith, and when Keith dropped out of Chicago public schools. Now take notes. This is going to be on the test. I want to know what his first three felonies were, and I'd like to know who's the leading suspect for shooting him. And anybody that writes Tupac Shakur, you're going to get a detention. A CPS spokeswoman tells us this inappropriate project was immediately suspended by the principal as soon as she learned about it. While teachers have flexibility in making assignments, CPS requires them to provide age-appropriate material in the class. Well, I mean, it is kind of appropriate in Chicago. And then in high school, we're going to teach you about policy kickback schemes. We're going to study the Johnson years. It's going to be a legend. 131 Chicago officers, all with pensions, as his security force, like he was uh, uh, Saddam Hussein. NBC5 Investigates was first to report news of the contract this week that even with reduced rates could still leave taxpayers paying six-figure pay rates to most staffers. Now, here's what we're going to teach you, kids. The kids, the staffers, though, they don't get the six figures. The upper echelon just collects the money. They take 30% and they kick it back to those pirates called aldermen. And they dish it off to the higher-ups. See, because corruption trickles up. NBC5 Investigates reporter Bennett Haberley has more. I finally figured out a way to teach Chicago public school kids math. Let's do the math now. Armed with the new contract, favorite healthcare staffing will continue to staff Chicago's migrant shelters at least for another year. It's a renewed deal that's been met with renewed criticism. Whether it's a federal tax dollar, a state tax dollar, or a Chicago tax dollar, it's still our tax money being wasted. Invoices obtained by NBC5 Investigates show the company has routinely billed the city at 84 hours per week for most of its staffers. By the way, that was an alderman. He's related to the Daily. He's the drunk from Boss Bar. He gets beat up every couple of months. His name escapes me, but it doesn't matter. The short in the pants mafia, they're all fungible. Just pick a name. I think it might have an O in front with an apostrophe. Including overtime. And if favorite continues at that pace, we found it could potentially cost taxpayers between two hundred twenty to $859,000 a year per employee. But that's see kids. It doesn't work like that. The employees don't get it. Those are morons. And if they if they want to keep their job and pretend to be a citizen, they just shut up and take what we give them. That money is eaten up by the corrupt company who kicks it back to the guys who give the contract. It's called the Chicago way. Even at the newly reduced rates. I think we've always said from the outset, we inherited the contract. It was a reference contract that the state had started. Johnson's deputy. Now, this is stealing 1-0, maybe 2, maybe 1. But you want to get the stealing 103, Paul. That's for the landlords. Oh, and they're greasy, like Resco. And what they do is they host fundraisers and all the rest of it. And whenever we have an opportunity, 
we put our phony schemes on their dirt. At heard back, previously, Mosley has said he's open to the idea, but wanted to allow residents of that war to voice their concerns. People here in this community, they're afraid they're going to lose jobs. They're afraid there's not going to be shelter for the homeless. And so this is a big thing for this community. The fact is, in the Roseland community, there's crime, there's violence, there's gangs. It's through the roof here. And we need to protect our own people before we take care of people coming from the outside. And that's for Lesson 104. See, for a little while, you think you're in the mafia because you have their attention. But you're just a happenstance away from not getting the attention. Then you're second-class citizen. And it'll be the new one who gets all the benefits. And all you got to do to be in on this scam is vote Democrat. That's how you destroy a once great city, county, and state. Let's just hope it doesn't get to the country before somebody can arrest the dimwit in diapers. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Yeah. Squirrel, why didn't you tell me I didn't know that there was an updated story? Ron Majors is retired, but still alive. The teacher went on from substitute to no no repercussions. That's great. Andrew, Illinois. Andrew? Hi. Hi. Uh, I want to talk about Joe Biden destroying America. All right. Well, you go ahead. How do you want to say he's destroying it? Because he he is destroying the Oval Office. What do you what, what, in yeah, which I way? Think... Or you mean every one of his policies or the fact that he's been an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic since he was a senator? How do you want to go? I think that he's too old for the position of president. and He's making too much mistakes. All right, good. Now, you remember this, because you're a young man growing up in American dark ages. And what you're going to have to be aware is that these Democrats will never be happy. And they will always be on the offense. And the good news is there's enough supporters of the Democrats to uh, not understand what uh, representation in this country is supposed to do. So we can allow the office tramps to become very important in this country. And there are many ways to define the leadership of our president, Joe Biden. As even a quick review of his most recent... (laughs) As even a quick review of his most recent victories makes clear. Is she going to list the victory squirrel or do we all have to wait with suspense? What do you think? President Biden is a leader with a vision for our future. Wrong. He has the ambition to meet the challenges of the moment here and around the globe. And he has the courage and skill to lead us forward, including on AI. You know what it's sad for? It's sad for that young man that just called. Because he understands, okay, he's a terrible president, he's ruining America, but ultimately... These are the guys that they're going to send to go fight the wars. These are the guys who are going to have to pay the taxes for the profiteering of policy that have destroyed the the economy. The whole time the government is giving us economic numbers that would try to uh, give us an indication that it's otherwise. So these are the kids that are going to have to remember the American dark years of Bidenomics, of Joe Biden. And then they're going to have to start to question themselves, how in the world did this ever happen? And they'll revisit after Trump won and beat the Duchess of Chaffington. And they'll revisit all of the American oligarchs declaring themselves ready to fight for the next election to make sure it never happened again. Here's a little montage of celebrities 
who used language that now will get you investigated by your own federal government and will trigger all kinds of red flag laws in Democrat-run areas. And there's more. I promise to fight every single day. One, I'm a fighter and I'm relentless, but I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. A fighter and I'm relentless. I will fight like hell. But the way I see it now is that we pick ourselves up and we fight back. That's what I think it's all about. We stand up and we fight back. We do not back down. We do not compromise. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You can either lie down, you can you can whimper, you can pull up in a ball, you can decide to move to Canada, or you can stand your ground and fight back. And and that's what it's about. We, we do fight back, but we are going to fight back. We are- that's a woman who lied 80% of her life claiming to be an American Indian. Received money, received jobs, arguably was elected because she lied for 80% of her adult life claiming to be an American Indian. And these are the people who are lecturing Americans about who to support. One thing's for certain. It's time we stop supporting bald-faced Liars. Want to save the country? We're going to have to destroy the two-party duopoly. We'll be back in 21 hours to do just that. Have a good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.